The Women of Color STEM Conference presents Unleash Your Professional Savvy, Secrets to Power, Style, and Grace, a professional development seminar. Featuring Senior Executive for Pierce, Monroe, and Associates, Christine Burkett. Principal for True Root Marketing, Carlotta Tutt-Holloway. Senior Inclusion and Diversity Business Partner for Aerotech Incorporated, Charmaine Thomas and president of R.A. Weston Communications, LLC, Rosalind Weston. Are you on top of your game? In today's competitive market, the professional woman must understand what it means to project a powerful image. Your ability to build professional savvy is the key to breaking through barriers and achieving success. Technical skills, education, specialized career training, and performance are only the beginning. Did you know that 90% of your ability to move up the corporate and federal executive ladder is influenced by your personal brand and image, credibility, and communication skills? If image is everything, then everything matters. Whether you are seeking recognition, promotion, or just entering the workforce, this seminar will help you capitalize on your hard work as you unleash the best you. Without further ado, the Women of Color STEM Conference presents Unleash Your Professional Savvy, Secrets to Power, Style, and Grace, a professional development seminar. Featuring Christine Burkett, Carlotta Tutt-Holloway, Charmaine Thomas, and Rosalind Weston. All right, well, this is an awesome crowd. Thank you, ladies, for coming and joining us. Can you give yourselves a round of applause just for being here on time? looking beautiful. All right, so we're going to have some fun today. So welcome to Unleash Your Professional Savvy, Secrets to Power, Style, and Grace. So what are we going to do here today? We're going to do a couple things. What's the secret to power? First of all, we're kind of going to kind of define power. Power means many things to many different people, right? Personal power, professional power. So we're going to dig into that a little bit, right? How to save money and still have style. Now, I think this is something that we can all relate to, right? 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 Look, who has, like, unlimited money to be just as fly as they want to be? Who has, like, unlimited money? Anybody? Anybody? <laughs> Look, I, I know I don't. So I'm about to learn some things myself, but we're gonna, we're gonna, we're all gonna kind of contribute and give you, you know, a few tips on how you can be fly, be stylish inside and out, and that's the grace part of this conversation. So finding grace while you grow. So what is grace? How do you find grace? How do you maintain grace? So we're gonna dig into that a little bit too. So who's ready to have a little chat with us? You ready to have some fun? So we're gonna have more than just a chat. We're gonna really, really dig into some dialogue. So we're gonna need your help with this, right? I'm the moderator, we have a presenter, we have a couple of panelists, but we all consider you guys our co-panelists, right? Mm -hmm. So we're gonna lead and guide this conversation, but you're gonna join in just along with us, right? So who's ready to participate? Collaborate, ready to be part of the party, right? Look, not everybody's into collaboration and participation, but we need you to be. So I'm so glad you guys are ready to kind of join the party with us. But before we start, learn about power, style, grace, all that wonderful stuff. We have a couple of housekeeping things for you. 
Um, first of all, I want to make sure that we fill in these spaces. I think we did a pretty good job, right? Thank you guys for coming up front and, and joining us and filling in these spaces. Um, what else? We want to remind attendees to register with Morgan, with the Morgan State table outside um, in order to receive, I'm sorry, I lost my grant. Um, remind attendees to have, sorry, remind attendees to register at the Morgan State University table in order to receive continuing education, that we call that CEU, or professional development hours. Does that relate to anybody in here? Anybody? Did you do what you're supposed to do? You gonna do it afterwards? Anybody didn't do what they're supposed to do in order to get those hours that you're allowed, allotted? Want to make sure that we remind you of that. Surveys, we have surveys. Who's actually been to a couple of other panels already? Good, so you guys are probably familiar with the surveys that we'll discuss at the end, right? Who's been filling out the surveys? We really, really need you guys. We really need to know how we're doing, how you're enjoying these panels, things that are going great, things that could use a little bit of improvement. So they really, really could use your feedback and your input to ensure that the Women of Color STEM Conference is an awesome, awesome success as it has been in the future. We wanna make sure that we continue to make it a success. So please continue to fill out those surveys. We, it's much appreciated. Um, there were paper copies, but typically somebody would bring them in. How have they been doing that today? So we'll talk about the app. Was well, everybody familiar with the app? You know how to find it? If you don't, I It is actually, it's actually under Career Communications Group. So it's an iPhone and Android, right? Apple users and Android. So it's pretty easy to find, Career Communications Group. And we also want to make sure that you follow us on social media, but not just follow. We want you to engage with us on social media, right? So if you like what you're hearing today, follow us on Twitter, um, WOC Technology, WOC Women of Color Technology, right, on Twitter. So help us join in a dialogue, and you can also join us on Facebook, the Women of Color in Technology STEM Conference. Women of Color in Technology STEM Conference. So join the dialogue. Post pictures, only if they're cute pictures, though. Right. Uh, <laughs> Post the pictures, but just have some fun with us. We're, we're ready to learn, we're ready to educate, but we're ready to collaborate with you as well. So hopefully you're in a good space to, to join us. Let's get to the good stuff. We have some awesome, awesome, awesome ladies here um, to, prevent, to present and um, engage in some really cool dialogue with you. So let's start to all the way to my far left. We have Ms. Charmaine Thomas. I'll let them introduce themselves in a second today, but we'll start with Charmaine Thomas. Then we'll move on um, closer to my left with Ms. Rosalind Weston. These are our wonderful panelists. And then we have our awesome uh, presenter who is Ms. Christine Burkett. So let's start back with Charmaine. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Hello, hello, hello. I am Charmaine Thomas. The Inclusion and Diversity Senior Manager. I have to look at my title because I just actually this job, presented this opportunity, so I'm really excited about it. But I've been in the industry of HR and inclusion and diversity back in the day when they posted and prayed in that local newspaper that it was the only African-American newspaper in the country. People would post and pray that we would have minorities apply. I've been in the industry just that long. So um, I'm happy to be here, happy to be part of the panelist panel and part of this Great, great to have you, Charmaine. 
Now let's move on to Ms. Rosalind Weston. Tell us a little bit about yourself, Ms. Rosalind. So good afternoon, ladies my, and gentlemen. My name is Rosalind Weston, and I don't have to look at my title because I made it myself. <laughs> I am the president and CEO of RA Weston Communications. It is a company that is one year old, about 15 months old. Prior to that, um, I worked for Greenville Spartanburg International Airport, serving as their vice president of communications and chief spokesperson. And uh, so I, I don't have a STEMS background, but I will be talking today about things that, uh, things that I like to call your soft skills or your durability skills. The ability, those things that will keep you engaged no matter what the industry is that you're a part of. So I look forward to engaging with you today and, and talking. Thank you, Rosalind. And Ms. Christine, tell us what you're all about. Oh, you guys will find out in like a couple seconds. <laughs> so um, she wants to introduce herself a, a little bit more thoroughly as she begins her presentation. Yeah, yeah, we're looking for theme music. So yeah, I think Christine is gonna make you guys create a song for us. <laughs> So we'll talk about Ms. Christine Burkett in a second. And my name is Carlotta Ted Holloway. I'm the founder and principal of a marketing agency called True Root Marketing, where I specialize in brand strategy, but also brand activations. Um, I execute properties like the Grammy Awards and Essence Festival with various clients. Um, so that's my background in advertising um, my entire career. I'm also the founder of an organiza organization called the She Is Project, which uh, ed educates and celebrates multicultural um, female entrepreneurs. Um, and we also have a STEM component for youth where we offer um, youth education and youth entrepreneurship training um, in various locations and partnering with various organizations. So that's my STEM background. That's who I am as a marketer and brand activation. Um, expert and now we're getting ready to start. We're gonna learn a little bit more about Miss Christine and she's gonna create this party for us, right? Real quick. All right, all right. Can we give a round of applause for Miss Christine Burkett? Okay, so I'm the kind of person, it's no point in me standing up there, right? Because it just takes away from the whole moment. By the way, this is not a comedy show and I'm not picking on anybody up front. All right. So here we go. One, thank you so much for coming. This is a quick secret, a little FYI about me. I have like one of the largest African-American Barbie collections in the world. I love Barbies, right? Because years ago, that was the only folks that was talking to me as I was sitting in my closet reading all these books, making up my own algorithms, right? My group was the group of Barbies sitting in the closet. And I still don't know how to comb my own hair, so we won't get into that. All right. So what I want to say to you is that, you know, we collectively put together this whole presentation and we wanted to make sure that you guys understood that being a, a woman in corporate, whether you're in IT, you're in marketing, you're in branding, doesn't mean you can't go on with style. OK, so just a little quick joke about me. Anyone who was in the earlier session, you know this. So I went to a meeting. It was so funny. I walked in. It was a room full of guys and I'm standing there and they're like, oh, can you take our coffee order? I said, sure, I can. Not a problem. Going around, taking everybody's order. And they're like, well, who's uh, Chris Burkett? We're still waiting for Chris Burkett. I come back with the coffee order. I said, you had the mocha. You had this. And then I go to sit down. I said, hey, I'm Chris Burkett. <laughs> So what I want to say to you is nobody's ever expecting me. I never use the name Christine. Most people in corporate know me as Burkett. I never use my first name and when I do is C. Burkett. And somebody asked me why. 
Oh my God, why, Christine? Because it helps level set. And that's where the thing about power, you got to understand where your power comes from. My power doesn't come from what my name is, is what I can do. But people will automatically judge you immediately by a name. And they made a decision when I walked in that room. It didn't make a difference what I had on. I was the lady who was supposed to do what? Get the coffee. So all those men are waiting for me to come in that room to solve their problem. But I was the coffee lady, right? Of course, they were embarrassed, but I wasn't. I had a good time. They kind of broke the ice. That was our icebreaker. Now, let's get down to business. Let's solve this algorithm. Hey, <laughs> right? All right, so I'm ready. <laughs> so the, one of the things I really, really, truly love when we talk about power, I think I've seen this movie about 20 times, and I, I bought the Barbies that goes with it. As soon as they came out, early release, I was one of the first people on the list. And so women of color can achieve power in corporate America if we get a real, a real face of what the barriers are that we're facing, right? And people always say, well, what are those barriers? It's a lot of different hidden barriers. My first job, I started out as a chemist. I was a chemist for years at DuPont. And then I decided to come back here to Detroit. I decided to be a science teacher, science and math teacher. I didn't think I was gonna teach math, but you know how it is, you get into public school. Finally, you can do something, you're doing it, right? But the truth is, I didn't even like kids, <laughs> right? So that was a little problem for me. But then I found out, hey, this might be a good thing, and it, it was a great thing, because I found out that it was a lot of people like me who grew up in Rosedale Park, right off of Longacre and Schoolcraft, who wanted to be something and didn't know, right? And it's to see a black woman who was a chemist was amazing, not only for girls, but for boys, right? So that was power in the middle of what anybody would consider a barrier, right? So every time I walk in a room, I always think of myself as a little black girl from Longacre and Schoolcraft, right? So therefore, for me, what? Barriers are what? Invisible. <laughs> I don't see any limitations to what I can do. When Rosin tells you about her history, you're, she is like the unbelievable to me. She blows my mind. And I'm going to talk about Charmaine because she's going to talk to y'all about some stuff in HR. Y'all got to get y'all act together. <laughs> Honey, when I got off the phone with her, I had to get my act together. <laughs> I break all the rules. I could probably been written up a thousand times <laughs> if, if I wasn't really the person who's going to fix the issue. You know, they're not going to write that person up. But what I'm going to say to you is that you really need to focus on that. So the secrets, when you're good, I'm ready, I'm with you too. So the secrets to power is always encourage each other, right? Wherever I go, people always say, what do you do? I'm a window washer. It's not important what I do. A title's not important. Did you hear her say her title changed on the way? Did you hear her say, oh, she was just like, my title just changed. Let me read it. Make sure. A title makes no difference. What if I was the CFO or the CIO or the CEO of a company, but I couldn't deliver? Did that title matter? Rule number one, my father said to me, it doesn't make a difference how many degrees you have, and I have several. You know better than the person who's cleaning the floor that you're walking on. You know why? <laughs> because if that floor is shining, he's doing his job. He's delivering. But if you walk in that business every day, whether it be yours or somebody else's and you don't deliver, you missed it. Always encourage each other. Encourage each other to be your best and do your best. Complete um, as many IT certifications as you can over the next year. Not just IT, marketing and branding. I never thought that I would cross over into her world. Never. I've helped three people get products into Target and Walmart. You know why? Because silly me took a graphics design class and decided I could design labels and logos. And when I said it, people believed it. <laughs> so guess what? I had to get real good, right? Real quick. But I did it. 
And so what I'm saying to you is, it's really amazing when you can do what it is that you want to do, but go get the IT certifications, go get the branding and marketing, take the classes online, take HR classes that shows you how to talk to people. You got to understand how to talk. If you can't communicate what it is that you want, I don't care how cute you are, you're going to be cute right where you at. Mm -hmm. Okay? And in a minute, that, that pocketbook going to run out at, at that level, though. So be vulnerable and ask for help. I'm going to tell you, as soon as I walk in the room, I don't know nothing. I tell people, I don't know a thing. What do you know? Let's go to the board. Let's workflow this out. Why? Why don't you always, is it important that you're the person who knows everything? Right? My kid comes home and he started talking to me. And I said to him, what is happening? He says, this is Arabic. I said, okay, wait a minute. Are you using profanity? Or are you saying something nice to me? Because you know how kids are, right? Because the whole conversation started with, did you clean your room? And he says something back. I don't know what happened. But what I'm saying is I was vulnerable enough to say to him, where's the website where I can learn how to speak this? Because I want to make sure you're not telling me off. Right? So there you go. I'm learning languages just to keep up with him. But don't be so uneasy about going to a coworker and saying, hey, you were really good at breaking down that or analyzing this or doing the research on this. Can you help me with that? If I ever have a question as it relates to branding, marketing, HR, anything like that, do you think I'm not going to hesitate to call them? They, they, all my business is strict. I don't know nothing, but this is what's about to happen. <laughs> so help me, right? The best thing you can do is get egg on your face with somebody you know versus egg on your face when you walk out to do something, right? Mm -hmm. That's the best thing you can do. Share what you know with others at work, community groups, and nonprofits. Rosin said to me, one of the things that she felt that was vitally important, if you are really great at something, go out and help another group of people. Why are you keeping it to yourself? The next week, I went and got a girls group. Rosin pressured me, just like that, one phone call. I was like, I'm just doing a girls group. What about it? And guess what? It started off with five girls. Five girls said, can we bring our girlfriends to your club? I said, we were just doing vision boards. What's happening? So now I'm at somebody's house in their basement doing vision boards with all these girls. <laughs> and the mama's making bedazzled shirts. Talking about black girl proud. I don't know. It, is not a, it might be a revolution. I don't know what's happening. But it was all because Rosalind going to tell me I need to give back. <laughs> I felt pressure. She does this soft conversation. You'll see when she talks to you. It's a soft conversation, but she means it. You know what I mean? All right. So one of the things you've got to remember is your image is your brand. Right? A long time ago, I'm working at DuPont. I had a ponytail, khakis, and a white shirt. My mother made me lab coats with my name on it because she was so proud that her daughter was a chemist. My mother never went to college, but she was a straight-A student right out of high school. She became a mother. And so I, walked, I went to work every day, worked in a glass lab. I was in R&D, and I didn't really talk a lot then. My boss's wife came in and said, who's that girl? He says, oh, she's the new recruit. She comes and talks to me. And she says, I want you to come up to New York and spend a weekend with me. I was, old, I was like, wait a minute. I'm from Detroit. I've never been to New York. What's happening? And I was nervous. <laughs> His wife sat me down and said, if you don't learn how to speak, and if you don't wear certain clothes, and you don't do this, and you don't do that, you're not going to get anywhere. My husband's going to keep you in that lab. His wife told me that. My first piece of designer clothing, St. John, his wife bought. She took me and got my hair cut. She used to call me every single Saturday and say, now, say this to me. Now, say it as if you mean it. Now, say it if you're going to ask for help. Now, say it. And I used to be like, oh, Lord, this is a lot of drilling. I'm going to tell you, every time I change jobs, I send her a thank you note. 
My mother was a fashion designer. She designed clothes at home. My style is not my style, but it images everything. So the person you see today is because a lot of women built this woman up. I love jogging pants, okay? If you saw me earlier, I had sneakers on. That's my favorite, okay? But what happened is your image is everything. When you walk in the room, even though the people thought I was a lady who served coffee, it didn't make a difference to me because I came in there like I was gonna take care of business, whether I was picking up your coffee or not. But your image is everything, and it's not just the image that you have, it's your social media presence, right? So many of us, we wanna throw out, oh, we went to the market. Oh, I was with my girl Josephine at the pizza shop. Listen, you gotta have a professional page where it's polished, and it's all about the area that you're in, right? You're not gonna see anything personal about Christine out on any social media site, you know why? Anybody want to know why? Because she's about to tell you in a minute. <laughs> because folks make decisions about who you are before you walk through their door mm -hmm. to hire you. Okay? And she'll tell you when you run your own company, that's the first thing they do. Then they do a background check. You know, one of my clients told me, nobody's ever said anything bad about you. I called everybody, even people you didn't even tell me to call. I said, well, I got some people to tell you something bad about me. You want their phone number? Because I got their phone numbers, right? We all got their phone numbers. If you want to know something bad, I got two people right now, tip of my tongue. What I'm saying is, folks, it's not just your visual image. It's also your social media image, okay? Vitally important, because it's a crazy world. I know when I grew up, we didn't even have what we have. It wasn't even on internet like that, right? Uh -uh. We were still on the typewriter. You better go on with it. <laughs> okay, market your skills as an entrepreneur outside of your work, creating multiple streams of revenue. That's one of the things, I kid you not, we all talk about. This is real talk. I started my own company out of just craziness. I jumped into the school district, and again, you know, I didn't like kids, I didn't wanna be a teacher. But I was trying to figure out, who designed this curriculum where you think this is gonna make you a scientist? So guess what I did? My crazy self went to school and got a master's in curriculum instruction. So then what? I decided, I'm gonna start a company designing everybody's curriculum. That's what I'm doing. I didn't know a darn thing. <laughs> I just knew science. I didn't know them other areas. <laughs> but guess what happened? I sat down and I learned. I sat with a group of math teachers down at Wayne State University, right? I wanted to find out what do kids need to know at this level to get to your level to do this, to do that, right? I sat down with English teachers, social studies teachers. That's what I did. Now when people call me, guess how much? I, guess how much money I make just selling a K-12 curriculum? I paid off my master's degree on one job. One job, $200,000. One job, paid all that money back, and honey, that's one student loan collector I don't have to talk to. <laughs> all right, y'all know how it is. They calling us right now. Everybody put your phone on silent. <laughs> so the thing is, is that even though I've worked for companies, I've worked for GM, I've worked for DuPont, oh, the list goes on and on and on, all of us. Start your own brand, your own business, something that you love to do. It doesn't have to be in the field that you're doing now. Most people go to work every day and you halfway like your job. We just happen to love ours though, mm -hmm. right? But what I'm saying is if you're good at something, start that. Make you, create another line of revenue, right? As I was coming over here today, somebody said something to me and I said, you know what, that's a business. Let me call you back. I'm not finished thinking about it. It's functioning right here while I'm doing this over here because I'm gonna have an answer by the time I finish and say, yeah, because it might be profitable, you know. Somebody got to send a baby to college. We'll talk about him later, my grown man child. <laughs> okay, so anything is read everything on technology that impacts your industry. I'm gonna be honest with you, my garage, when I drive in, it's a library. 
it will probably catch on fire. A friend of mine who's a fireman always says, Christine, seriously, you might want to let go of the book. I can't. I'm old school. You know, we got to flip that page, use that highlighter. You know what I'm saying? That's what we do. Y'all on that darn phone, little Kindle. <laughs> It highlight, but then you got to remember you didn't highlight it, page 63, you're on 115. We don't have time for that. Uh -uh. We didn't highlight it, then clip that page. You know what I'm saying? Paper clip. We already, see, y'all be fooling with it. And so I'm still buying paperbacks. <laughs> I don't know what's happening. Even though I'm a techie, I still need that paperback. But I read, I read everything. And because I'm the person, I work across multiple industries, I've got to be the person that knows halfway what's going on. So I read a lot. Sometimes, and to be honest with you, my friends call me a human computer. And sometimes I do feel that way. Because if it's something that's going on, if I don't know, I know where to go to to find out what's going on. Or I know somebody and I pick up the phone and say, hey, what's the latest? How do we do this? So what I'm saying to you is when you're sitting there and you could be waiting for your kid. Uh, I was a football mom for years. <laughs> I'm, I'm in the car. Your son, I know, he did something great. All right, outstanding. I'm in the car. I got stuff to do. I'll catch the next game. You know what? Because I didn't seen a kazillion game since eight years old. All right? He's a good kid. I know he's going to do it. Mom, were you out there? Yeah, outstanding. Outstanding. What I'm saying is you don't have to be that kind of mom. Take, take the time when you're washing clothes. If you're walking, the kids are at the mall. You're waiting on them. Just Google something. Read it. Print it up at work. Highlight it if you old school, because that's what I do, okay? I put sticky notes in my car to remind me. So that's important. Join a local school or co uh, corporate um, boards, state, city commissions. Uh, Roz and I, we were laughing because <laughs> you don't think about that stuff, right? I want to be honest with you. What is it? Uh, I got to get, I'll put it in the whistling so I can find okay. it. I actually, people call me about joining their boards, and I was always saying no. Guess what I found out? They actually pay you for some of that. <laughs> what? I was like this. Let me call them back. How much money we got on the books for me to come? What? So I was like, wait a minute. So that's like a pair of shoes or something on it, right? Like she was saying, somebody got to sponsor that. So I was thinking, okay, well, let me kind of think about being on a, some additional boards. So now, what is it, five boards? And I like it. Because guess what they asked me about? IT stuff. <laughs> and I love it. And guess what? Three of them are out of state. Guess what they do? They teleconference me in. I don't have to show up, but that check come live, though. That check come live. That's what it's about, though. So what I'm saying to you is join a school board. I'm on uh, locally two school boards. I talk specifically about curriculum, specifically about technology, right? I've written several proposals to get kids grants for one-to-one -one technology in schools. I'm very serious about that. I'll stay up hours trying to make sure my babies are good, right? So what I'm saying to you is the lady who didn't like kids is now all about helping kids. Okay, work-life balance. You have to talk to them about that. I don't even have it. I don't even know what's happening. I basically, and this is the truth, if my son was here, and thank God my brother didn't come because he would have been like, it's the truth. Um, he is 6'3", six, 6'4", six, my son's a linebacker, uh, he just told me in his senior year he's no longer playing football, I'm devastated, I didn't did all that stuff and now you're not playing, but my son's going to school to be a biomechanical engineer and an orthopedic surgeon, so I'm not mad, No. but I just want to say I was trying to go to the NFL, <laughs> I just want to be clear. 
because I was so, I love football, I love sports. And I was like, you have ruined my opportunity. <laughs> but I will tell you, I'm not the parent who cooks every day. I didn't hire a cook. What I did is I figured out how to do crock pots, right? Because he would come home, he was hungry. And like I said, I'm always reading and doing something. So what I did is I just try to figure out how to make him happy and make me happy at the same time. My son was five or six years old and I was going to school for my first master's and we had just moved here. And so at, they were like, well, you can't bring kids to the class. You got to get clearance for that, right? I said, what is this about? What is he going to do, a secret or something? He's like, he only have talk. So they, I had to go talk to a little administrator. Next thing I know, some nun showed up and talked to me and I thought I was just doing something totally wrong. But then my little kid comes into class and everybody's like, oh, he's so cute. He pulling his little bag. You know, he's like, all right. By the time I got to the second master's, he was like, mom, what you want me to do for you? <laughs> then he was like, you going for a PhD? Well, listen here. <laughs> so now he's done with me, but let me tell you something. My kid never misses a day of school. So what did I teach him early on? Work-life balance. In order for you to want something in life, you got to put the time in. My kid will go to school sick. He won't miss a day. So when I say to you work-life balance, you have to figure out how that works for you. I didn't have one. My son became part of my life and what I did. Because by the one, we won't even get into that. We ain't got enough time. Uh, ladies, when you get close to 30, you want to have a kid, I had to negotiate. Mine was contracted. We, we don't get into that, though. All right? That's a no. We're going to put that in another one for next year. How to contract your kids when you get close to 30 and you want one. That's later. Okay? All right. All I got to say is the contract paid out. Boom. All right. Here we go. All right. So talking about recommended reading, Charmaine is going to give us some books and stuff that we can do, some websites. Rosalind is. Who's going to give us some stuff? This was just some quick grabbers because I know when you guys go to the website, you can download this PowerPoint. We just wanted to give you some quick things, but we are going to have some stuff like you said. You go to social media, you interact. We're going to post some other things. I'm going to tell you, reading is like huge. I read Jack Canfield because one of my clients works with Les Brown. And Les Brown said, call Burkett. He calls me, and guess what he asked me to do? Help him write a book. I said, ain't nobody wrote no book. What's happening? I don't know nothing. Motivate. Who we motivating? And so I said, uh, Les, you better stop lying in the street on me. I can't help him. He said, you can. You help me. I said, we were just having conversations. Check this out. Next thing I know, I'm in this man's seminar. Why? Because my client, Galen, wants to be a motivational speaker. Now, 154 pages, I'm on page 151. You better know it. I motivated myself to write the book. <laughs> so there you go. <laughs> so what I'm saying is, it had nothing to do with anything I've ever done. And I'm telling you, I went through all the little lessons as if it was me, and I was motivated at the end. <laughs> so I was like, you did all right, girl. So the thing is, is his book, we co-authored it together. It's, it's transformational, but what I'm saying is I stepped out of my zone. I'm an IT person, I'm a science person, I'm a math person. I solve algorithms. Never did I think I would be doing something that would help motivate, motivate people to find out who they are, right? And to get on the right track. I went to his seminar and I felt like well, something is happening. So all of those books I've read, every single one of them, all I can say is you don't have to read them all. Just get a book, share it, look it up on Kindle. Okay? So our next slide, which is basically all of us. You all heard her say how we all want to be fashionable, right? But we be looking at that pocketbook. We got to buy that baby them groceries. Somebody need diapers on it. 
The little girl, she talking about she needs some new sneakers because her girlfriend got bedazzled ones. Your husband is like, what's up, my little suit? It's a little snug. You need to chunk down. We're not going to try to get it. We can't let it out. We didn't let it in a couple years ago. You know, all of this is happening. At the same time, you like, my girlfriend's got that new pocketbook. I ain't fooling with y'all, right? Well, let me tell you my secret. They'll tell you their secrets too. But I'm going to tell you, how many of y'all live in, in, in Michigan? Okay, I can tell y'all because y'all not going to be all over my stores though like that. Though. Okay, this is my secret. Everything I have on comes from a consignment shop. I've never been to a mall, not one day in my life. I don't even go to malls. I drop my son off and wait in the parking lot. Why? Malls drive me crazy. Somebody said, what is a consignment shop? We all know what that is. Okay, I also am part owner in three of them. Guess what? The rule of thumb is where you buy is where you invest. Real quick, next slide, this is how you save money. You look at what defines your style. If it's handbags, if it's shoes, if it's the whole look, folks, I'm gonna tell you right now, consignment, Salvation Armies, the estate sales, don't go to the mom to moms unless you got kids though. Uh, <laughs> you can go anywhere in any state. Clothes Mentor is national. Anybody, everybody knows Clothes Mentor? Look it up on your phone. Clothes Mentor is a consignment shop. And no, I didn't buy into them because they're a franchise. I do locals. Clothes Mentor, you can go anywhere. They got them in Texas, Georgia. They got them everywhere. Clothes Mentor is a consignment shop where you all can go in and shop and get your looks together for less. And when I say they got everything from St. John to Prada to Louis Vuitton bags to Gucci, and no, they don't have layaway, so don't play with it. Dang, I don't have a layaway. <laughs> I know everybody's like, do they have a layaway? No, they don't. They don't have a layaway. But what I'm saying to you is, don't make yourself think or believe instead of buying stock in Prada that you have to take that money and buy Prada, right? You don't. We'll talk about that later because I buy a lot of stock, huge stock portfolio, and that's important too. And out of all those bags up there, I really only have one and I don't like Chanel too much. I got a Chanel bag, but I don't like it. And by the way, I didn't buy any of them new. Consignment shop, somebody else paid new money for it though. And it was cute. I don't even know why she didn't take it back and get, a, get her money back on it. Okay, next one. <laughs> okay, so looks for less. When I started out, remember I told you the lady took me and dressed me? She put together basic pieces and then popped it with some things. So that's how I learned how to dress. And I haven't changed my style. I'll be 80 years old and you guys will see me and I have the same outfit. Okay, don't fool with this. I'm gonna have the same outfit on. And don't say, don't even say nothing to me about it. All right? But the glasses might be thicker because the glasses are the truth, all right? But what I'm saying to you is start with a basic black, tan, white, or gray dress. Find a high-end jackets to give it like a little pop. Look for quality handbags. Purchase three to four quality shoes because you got to walk in them. And by the way, red bottoms are not comfortable. And by the way, anybody that know anybody at Red Bottoms, I don't want them to call me and try to sue me because I said that. <laughs> I just want to tell you the truth. Uh, I got one pair and it's still on the shelf. I don't even wear them. <laughs> I just, I feel like I should be able to carry them like a keychain or something. I don't know. <laughs> They're not even comfortable. And then you add some scars and some jewelry to give it some polish. Before you guys came in, we were talking about a sale. Can, can you stand up for me, Rosalind? Because she got this outfit on, honey. Everybody wants this outfit. <laughs> Isn't that sharp? Wait, wait, wait. I know that's right. You better come on out. You better give them the business. You better give, look at the booth. Y'all better, you better talk to somebody. Right? <laughs> honey, you 
give her the business. Okay, so then Charmaine, she gonna come in. Come on, Charmaine. She didn't come in with her little business casual, like, ba da da, bum bum bum. But here she goes, Charmaine, but she didn't kick it off with a shoe. Come on, don't fool with us. Come on, she, she didn't come in here. She said, here, I'm very casual. I can't even take it. So you gotta understand how to get your different looks, right? So here she go. Look at that shoe, look at that shoe. Why is she throwing that paddle at her like that, right? That's, that's your Friday. I may have one meeting, but I got to be all right with it, right? And then you get Tutu walking here like she New York runway, like what? You know what I'm Go ahead, Tutu. Come on and show them, girl. Show them. Do it. Look at her. See what I'm saying? All I can tell you is that women, we come in so many styles and flavors. You guys got to learn how to mix it, but mix it on a budget. You really do. Consignment shops are my friend. Thrift stores, estate sales, I love them. I'm on everybody's list. And I'm going to tell you right now, people from, oh my God, from Delaware all the way to California, people take pictures. Do you love this? Do you like it? Everybody's got a credit card because I know who's buying what, where, right? And then they ship them. None of my stuff ever comes from a store. I've never, I've never been to like Neiman Marcus. None of those things. Okay, I take that back. I got an event at Neiman Marcus next week, though. It's, if you're here, let me know. It's called the 39. We, we, we're shutting it down. They're closing Neiman Marcus for us from 6 until uh, 10 o'clock. <laughs> yeah. That's okay. Girl, call me, okay? I'm going to hook you up. I'm going to hook you up. All right. <laughs> Don't worry about it. If you're here, I'm going to hook you up. But uh, so what I'm saying is that you can do all of this wherever you are. Please think about that. Stop walking into malls. And this even means your kids as well. My son just started going to stores a couple years ago because he got so big, right? But until then, we were at the Salvation Army. Ask me why. Because he was still growing. <laughs> I wasn't spending all that money. And thank God I didn't because his shoes kept getting bigger and that money kept getting larger. And we had a $100 cap on sneakers. We don't go over 100 If you do, go cut a grass, do something, put some money on it. All right, next slide. And that's serious business too. Okay, so what, these are just some quick little things, so click for me. Okay, so local consignment shops, which what I was just saying, local thrift stores, Salvation Armies, local estate sales, rummage sales, clothes swaps, online consignment shops, and chain stores, 50% off sales. So if you're gonna go shop with your coupons, I'm telling you, your girlfriends will start trying to figure out how you looking so stylish, and you still, everybody got stuff. You'd be like, really? Did your husband get a raise? No. Okay, so finding grace, and this is where I'm a handoff because I'm going to tell you, I'm probably not the person on the grace. <laughs> I'm the least likely on the grace. I just want to say that for the record. I'm like the person who comes in and you be thinking she's graceful and then it's like a bulldozer just hit you. So I'm going to say to you, these lovely ladies are excellent examples of grace. So I will bow down to them. You can click the next slide. Uh, the only thing I can tell you about grace is, is this, which is the definition, which is being a woman of grace means having composure, which I can, I can pretend. Finding and being grounded, carrying oneself with grace means having patience when in a difficult uh, moment when you find yourself with other people. And this is one of the things that Rosalind was saying to me, and she's going to go more in depth about it, is that folks, I will tell you in that moment where they were like, go get the coffee. 
I could have done, I could have handled that a couple different ways, right? I could have been like, really? <laughs> I'm not getting that coffee. And by the way, that day I had on a sharp Prada suit too. I was doing it big. I thought I was doing it too big. I was like, and you think I'm the coffee lady? What? <laughs> but what I did was I said, not a problem. I even got me a coffee on their tab too. They didn't know about that. <laughs> but <laughs> what I'm saying is I handled it. That was the only time I was probably really graceful is that I handled it with grace. And later on, they respected the fact that I didn't say, oh, I don't do coffee, right? I'm not the coffee lady. So what I'm saying to you is you're always gonna be put in situations and because of the field that I'm in and technology, when I walk into rooms, most time I'm the only woman, the only black, the only something, right? Always. So that's why when I walk into a room, the first thing I do is say, hello. <laughs> and they all go real quiet. And I go, okay, maybe not today. Let's try this in a few minutes. See how you guys are crying. They do the same thing to me, like all the time. Or I say nothing and they get to, where's that person supposed to be here who's supposed to be doing? And I'll wave my hand back and say, oh, hey, it's me. Oh, a lot of times they're not expecting who they're expecting, but you need to handle it with grace at all times. And that's what's opened up doors for me. So like right now in this moment, I get really excited. I'm going to say this to you. This is my quick hash and I'm out because they're picking up the slack on the grace. <laughs> at GM, I was at home mumbling. My girlfriend works in HR. She says, hey, you got to come over. They're looking at somebody to do onboarding. I didn't even know what onboarding was. I had no idea what it was, right? But she's like, oh, I think you could do it. I said, okay, maybe so. I get there. Mary Barr, I didn't even know who she was. Her whole executive team and a whole bunch of people sitting out in the hallway. And I'm trying to figure out, they got boards, laptops, all kind of stuff. And I'm sitting there with a darn notebook. I said, well, right, something is missing. Maybe I'm not ready. <laughs> so they called uh, Christine Burkett, can you please come in? I was like, okay. You go in and she's sitting at the end of the table and obviously the only chair available is for you. <laughs> I sit down, I said, well, um, I don't have anything to hook up. She said, you don't need anything to hook up. We wanted to know. Uh, if you were hired to do our onboarding, what would that look like? You're listening to Unleash Your Professional Savvy. Secrets to Power, Style, and Grace. A professional development seminar. Featuring Christine Burkett, Carlotta Tutt-Holloway, Charmaine Thomas, and Rosalind Weston. Brought to you by the Women of Color STEM Conference. Uniting women in STEM by continuing the press for progress. Be sure to check out our social media pages on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. See how y'all got quiet? In my mind, I'm like, what the hell is happening? <laughs> what is onboarding? And so this is what I said. Well, <laughs> And at this, I don't want to look like I didn't know what I was doing because I'm like, I really need this job, so stop playing. <laughs> I was like, well, what would you like it to look like? See, see how I turned it around? I was like, what would you like it to look like? <laughs> she says, well, I would like the person to work with HR and really present our company in a holistic perspective about what we can produce, that we're the mighty, we're the strong. Like, I felt like I was in a pep rally. It was going on, it was happening, right? And then finally I realized it was just HR bringing people in. Right? Because <laughs> at this point, I didn't even know what onboarding was. I was like, this is not my world. So I said to her, guess what I did? I did, I went right to her mindset. This is like an event. 
we need to go big. <laughs> I didn't, I'm selling them. And I'm like, we need to do this, and we need to bring some cars up on the Renaissance floors and some turnarounds. I was thinking like turntables, you know? I'm like selling them. Here she go, okay, can you step out? I was like, okay, so guess what I did? I took my shoes off, put my sneakers on, I'm heading back to the parking lot. I'm like, oh, these people came with boards, laptops, displays. I came with just a little notebook in me. <laughs> and I'm going to my car and I took my little shoes off. And security like, hey, 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 are you uh, Christine? I said, yes, I didn't steal anything. <laughs> what happened? He was just like, uh, they want you up there on the executive floor. I said, I didn't take the pen. I left the pen. <laughs> he was like, no, no, no. They want to talk to you. I said, oh, okay. So I was like, oh, shoot. You know when you take them shoes off, your feet expand? <laughs> Girl, <laughs> I told security, hold this pocketbook. <laughs> I'm going to have to squeeze my foot back up in this shoe. <laughs> Woo, honey. I said, all right. So when I got up there, I'm all nervous. I'm like, oh, my God. Did I did leave that pen. I was just nervous. And she says, um... She'll see you now. I said, who? Uh, Ms. Barr? I said, oh, oh, okay. At this point, I'm like, well, I need to fix up my clothes. This woman, I mean, I, she official and everything. So when I said, uh, she said, well, have a seat. I said, okay. I'm like, what's about to happen? She says, well, um, we want to bring your company in to launch our uh, international onboarding. I'm having a moment. I said, is this a prank? Is somebody fooling with me right now? I was like... Uh, me? <laughs> and I didn't see it like I, like I was confident. I was saying, like, what the hell are you doing? <laughs> All these people out here, they brought their whole company. You want me to do this? What is happening? And she says, we really love your ideas. She said, you know, everyone else came in here with a pre-prepared plan, and, you know, yours just came with so much energy, and we just loved it. So if you could make that happen. I was like, I forgot half the things I said. I need to take notes. <laughs> I'm nervous. <laughs> and so I said, okay. She says, well, uh, we'll go ahead and take you down to HR. We'll, um, you can talk to your team. I said, a team? I'm thinking to myself, what the hell is happening? I don't even know onboarding. I just figured this out as you were explaining it to me. I'm nervous. Let me tell you something. Mary Barr shocked the crap out of me. She let me do it. They gave me eight people from HR to help me do it. She gave me 45 days to do a pre-launch. At that time, you know, she was on the news, everything that was happening at GM. Her secretary calls me. I said, oh, she's not coming, so we're not going to launch. She says, no, no, no. She's going to fly back from D.C. Let me tell you something. I'm going to have, y'all going to be laughing. I'm thinking she on Delta, <laughs> right? She got to fly back. This woman got her own plane. <laughs> I was sitting there like, well, what time does the, the plane arrive? She said, she's going to be on a helicopter on the roof. She's going to come down the stairs and walk. Oh, okay. Well, all right. That's what we saying. That's what's happening. <laughs> I'm thinking she on Delta first class. She got her own Delta. <laughs> okay. Wonderful. So she comes in and I kid you not on my laptop is a picture of me and Mary Barr. When I tell you I designed the signs, the t-shirts, every brand that they had, I'm the one that put it on all of the, all the logos in one place. Let me grab this. I have one of these designed for every executive. You know I got a case, though. I ain't going to fool with you. You know I got a case of these. I have one of these designed with all the logos that the company makes, even the ones, the Beijing ones, all of it. She came in. I gave her her gift bag. The woman went through the gift bag as if she, did, she didn't pay for it. I'm like, you didn't pay for all of this, honey. <laughs> she looked at the signs, the pull-ups. The car in the middle of the Renaissance floor on the second level, she didn't even ask me how I get the car up there. She didn't even said, ask me nothing. The woman sat back and said, wow. 
I was like, somebody about to sign that check. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. What I'm saying to you is, folks, is that I stepped out. I had no idea. I didn't even know what onboarding was. I wish I knew them. I wish I knew them because it probably been a little easier. So what I'm saying to you is everything that I've done has been because I believed in myself to do it. I stepped out. And even if I was vulnerable and I was going to make a mistake and I called everybody I knew to help me get this done, I made it happen. She then gave me, which I thought was more so insane, go to China, go to Mexico. Now I'm on a plane, but I was in Delta, though. I wasn't on her plane. I was, I was on Delta. You know, she wasn't doing all that, though. <laughs> but she was like, go and do it, train the other areas, make this happen for me. And after that, she offered me a full-time job with the company. So I went in as a consultant to launch this program. And by the way, she gave me a budget, and I didn't know it had no limits. It was a, you know what I mean? Just do what you got to do to make this happen. So what I'm saying is sometimes that notebook is all you need. Every time we go in, we always think we got to go in big and impressive and all of that. Sometimes this is the big, right? So all I can say is I'm not the person about grace. They are. I'm just a person that, trust me, I embody myself as a person of imagination, and you can do anything that you want to do, right? Just stay focused and make sure that you're looking at what your, what your um, pluses are, right? Don't look at your minuses. I can think all day, oh, my God, I'm chunky. I need to lose, lose 30 pounds. So what? <laughs> it's about 100 other people. Same situation, right? I'm not going to worry about that. Let's take that off the books. Oh, my God, one eye bigger than the other. Okay, take that off the books. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's do we, but we do that, don't we? <laughs> and y'all laugh because you know it's true. Because <laughs> you be there. <laughs> don't do that. Just let it go. Because you focused on that, and guess what? They're, they're trying to listen to you. They don't even see that. <laughs> so what I'm saying to you is don't worry about that. All you got to do is focus on that. And then they're going to talk to you about Grace and Honey HR, what y'all supposed to be doing. So I'm handing the mic over to Rosalind. Thank you very much for your time. Okay, so I didn't plan on standing up, but since she gave me the mic, I guess I'm going to have to. Okay, all right. So I got my cute shoes on. And so let me just say that, you know, I, I am not the uh, consignment shop person, although I got a great deal of respect for consignment shops. I am not the sale person. I'm not clearance. <laughs> I am discount. If the word discount is associated with it, and I know some of y'all in here, I got a girlfriend, she doesn't believe in shopping off-season. Mm. That's a mistake. You better go. You better know you need to shop off-season, mm -hmm. and you need to shop discount. Don't go there if they don't have a discount. See, the place that this came from, me and my girlfriends, we shut it down. It was in business for 87 years. They went out of business. We were sick for about a week. <laughs> See? Because retail, this is about $1,200. Isn't that sharp? I paid $35. Woo, honey. Discount. But that is not what I came to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, was anybody in the session last night? You know, where the three women were, were talking last night? I forgot what it was called. Um, but the moderator said that 
you needed to walk away from this conference with one or two things that you can execute on Monday. And I thought about that because I thought about that before I got here. It's like, what can I say to these smart women, y'all all in STEMs? Science was not my favorite subject. <laughs> I'm the communications person. So uh, I, I thought about that and I was like, well, what can I tell them uh, that they can execute on? So let me ask a question. So how many of you in here know what your company's community engagement strategy is? Just raise your hand if you know. Okay, good, wow. You don't know. That's what you need to do on Monday. Find out what your company's community engagement strategy is because they all have a community engagement strategy. And what you are going to do is to become a part of that community engagement strategy. I mean, you look on TV and, you know, corporations, they, they make commercials about how they're giving back to the communities in which they serve. That's because communities require that. So all of your companies have a community engagement strategy. And that is something that will help propel your career. So you find out what your company's community engagement strategy is, and then you find out how you can become a part of that strategy. Like Christine and I were talking the other day about volunteerism, and so that's what it comes down to is volunteerism. And so what does that do for you? Well, it'll do a couple of things for you. So one, it will, it, it, it will help you develop what some people call soft skills, but what I call durability skills. See, because a long time ago, this kind of coding and that kind of coding and cobalt and this and that and the other, that was the latest thing in the field of science, technology, engineering, and math. And we didn't always call it STEM. You know, that's a cute word now. And it's, it's a very relative word now. But we didn't always call it that. So what I'm saying to you is, is that for as good as you are in your career, at some point, what you know how to do well today and what you're sought after to do today will be obsolete before you retire. So what keeps you in the game? What keeps you in the game are your durability skills. If you have the ability to foster collaboration, can you bring all sorts of people to the table? Young people, old people, white people, yellow people, straight people, gay people, Protestants, Catholics, Baptists, all of that. If you can bring people to the table and have all of those great minds collaborate on something for your company, that makes you relevant because not everybody can foster collaboration. So volunteering will help you foster collaboration. And I'll tell you how in just a few minutes. The other thing is leadership. Do you have the ability to make everybody in the room want to work for you? I don't even know Christine all that well, but I will go with her anywhere. <laughs> because she, I mean, she just, she just, she, she, y'all all want to work for her too, don't you? <laughs> see, I see people in here raising their hand and nodding their hand. It's like, yeah, I want to work for her. And that's because, I mean, it's leadership. 
you know, because everybody, people on your team, if they're on your team and they want to get paid next week, they have to work for you. Well, I really don't want people on my team that are only on my team because they're going to get paid next week. I want them on my team because they want to be with me because they want to do a good job because if the team does a good job, it will make Roz look good. And I want people working for me that do that. So if you have the ability to foster leadership, that's a plus. That's a durable skill. Communicating. I didn't want to stand up because I can't come behind Christine. I mean, she's also, she's going to do a stand-up comedy routine on Monday. She didn't tell y'all that. And that's the truth. She said, well, y'all should have just stayed over and come to the comedy show on Monday. And then she gets the mic and she's first. I'm like, well, I just be damned that she's the comedian. But anyway, um, so volunteering helps you do that because in the role that you are in, where you go every day for your nine to five, you may not have the opportunity to demonstrate or even experiment with your ability to help people collaborate. You may not have the opportunity to lead a group of people because you may be in the group being led. So you might not have that opportunity. And you also might not have the opportunity to really communicate, communicate ideas and figure out what's going on in your organization. But you can do that by volunteering. So if you do that, it gives you one, yeah, you're volunteering for your company, you're representing your company, and that's all good, and we're going to get to that in a minute. But what that does first and foremost is it helps you because it strengthens that particular, those particular skill sets. The other thing it does is it brings you to the attention of your senior management. One, because you raised your hand and you volunteered because they're all being held accountable for their community engagement strategy and is somebody doing that. So one, you've raised your hand, you've done that, so now they know that you're doing that. But just suppose that that committee where you're volunteering or that community project that you're volunteering in, suppose there is a senior manager from the company across town who next week is going to be at a cocktail party with your senior manager. And he says, you know, last week, what's your name? Toyette. Is that right? She's on this, this committee. She's, she's a part of this group that I'm volunteer, you know, that I work with, that I volunteer with. And boy, she is a firecracker. She can flat get it done. That gets the attention of your upline who now comes back and they want to know who you are because somebody from somewhere else told them about this firecracker that they have working for them that they didn't even know. So it gives you the opportunity to come to the attention of your senior management team. The other thing it does is it allows you, you know, we talk about networking. I'm sort of tired of the word networking. Not that I'm tired of networking, but I'm kind of tired of the word networking. So I like to call it intentional connections. See? Because everybody, you, it, it's an intentional connection. And so what volunteering does is it gives you the opportunity for an intentional connection that can pay off a number of different ways. 
it can pay off. Let me have a little sip of this water here. Thank you. So it can pay off because you've made a connection that can either help you professionally or personally. So let's start with professionally first. How does it help you professionally? Because your company's community strategy might be that uh, they're involved in Habitat. So next week you're out with your jeans on and, and you're on top of a roof and you hammer nails or you hand in the person next to you nails who just happens to be the senior VP at that company that you've been trying to get an interview with. Or the person handing you the nail just happens to be the corporate recruiter, the headhunter who you can't get to return your phone call. What a wonderful opportunity to get to know somebody. So there you go. It helps you. You never know who is going to be volunteering, who is going to be working in a part of that project that you just raised your hand for because you're trying to help your community, your corporation advance their community engagement strategy, when really what you're doing is you're advancing your own strategy. So there you go. So it helps you professionally. How does it help you personally? I'll give you one quick personal story. So I worked for the last 20 years as the VP of Communications at Greenville Spartanburg International Airport, and, and I decided that I had done enough work for them, and so I was going to try to do this on my own. So I'm out after I've left the airports, I'm out one day and I'm, I'm looking for uh, some office space. So I get a phone call and it's from a gentleman, head of an engineering firm who I'd worked with in a volunteer capacity. And uh, he said, Roz, I heard you left the airport. And I said, yes, I did, but I'm in a meeting right now. I'll call you right back. So a little while later, I called him back and he says, so you left the airport, so what's going on? What's happening in your world? So I told him, you know, that I decided to start my own PR firm. And I said, as a matter of fact, when you called, I was actually looking at some office space. So he says to me, did you sign a lease yet? I said, no. He said, well, don't sign a lease until we talk. I said, okay. Uh, he said, well, and we'll talk soon. I said, okay. So about two hours later, he calls me back. And he said, uh, can you come by my office? I said, okay, you know, when, when, when do you wanna do that? He said, well, if you got some time, could you run up this afternoon? I said, okay. <laughs> so I go to his office and we sit down and we talk, we have very pleasant conversation. And he says, um, well, most of our engineers are in Singapore, but, Y'all don't want you to hear about this volunteering opportunity. <laughs> he said, most of our engineers are in Singapore, and we have this huge office, and Greg and I have talked. That's his partner. He said, we've talked, and we've decided that, uh, that we'd like for you uh, to open your office here in our building. And I said, okay. <laughs> and he said, so I've picked out about half a dozen spaces for you to look at, and, um, and so I think we should just go look at that and then, you know, three or four months from now, we'll see how it's going and we'll talk. I said, okay. And he got up, I said, wait, so <laughs> how much is this going to cost me? And he said, what do you mean? 
and I said, well, we're, how much, how, how much does it cost? <laughs> I know, that's pretty <laughs> And he said, nothing. Awesome. And I said, okay, I don't understand. So, okay, so, so we're going to go look at office space and it doesn't cost me anything today. And he said, yes. And then he got up and he said, and I, I still didn't get up, y'all. I was still sitting there. And he said, well, let's go look at the office space. I said, well, no. So how much is it, you know, because I retired. And so I want to do, you know, I wanted to start my own business, but I didn't really want to work hard, you know, so I need to know, you know, how much it was going to cost because you got to be able to cover like the rent where you, you know, so I said, I'm still sitting there. And so I said, well, so <laughs> when we talk in three or four months, how much is it going to cost? And he said, you ask a lot of questions, but the answer is it's, it's going to cost the same amount it costs today, which is nothing. He said, we have the space. You and I worked together, and, and we're, where we worked together was I had been chair of uh, one of the Chamber of Commerce. And I invited this person, this head of this engineering firm, to serve as one of the vice chairs during my term. And so what he said to me was, he said, and it's in a little uh, suburb of Greenville, if you guys don't know anything about Greenville, South Carolina, this, this little suburb outside of Greenville is called Greer. And he said, you have been such an asset to Greer. I mean, we love the things that you did to try to advance Greer when you were chair of the chamber. The airport's address in Greer, and you have just been a great Greer ambassador, and it would be our honor to house your business. So here we are 15 months later, and I have not paid one dime Isn't that awesome? in rent. That's a connection. That's a connection. And the other thing that he, and I went home and I told my husband, my husband's an attorney and he doesn't believe that anything is for free. He still is not sure how much it's really costing me. But, but I can tell you in addition to um, having, and y'all, it's a corner office. It's got windows from like the floor to the ceiling on three sides. I told y'all, I retired as a vice president. I didn't have no corner office. I had, you know, like a office. It had a window. Um, well, it was a pretty big window, but it wasn't a corner office. Um, but I I'm in this corner office. And here's the other thing. It's a major engineering firm, and they have um, what we in the South call shindigs. You know, they have these big shindigs where they invite all of these important people. They treat me like I'm a part of their corporate staff. So I get invited to the big shindings. And I get to talk to people who may want to utilize my company, who have wanted to utilize my company. And all of that happened because I volunteered at the Chamber of Commerce. And when asked, I served on additional committees within the Chamber of Commerce. And when the opportunity arose, I served as the chair of the Chamber of Commerce. And it has paid off big time. So don't overlook the power 
of volunteerism. And so the last thing that I want to tell you about um, is also very personal to me, and that is uh, finding your inner strength. Everybody has some inner strength. You just don't know where, some of you don't know that you have it, and most people don't look for it until they need it. But I will tell you that finding your inner strength is very, very necessary if you are going to survive and you're going to prosper professionally and personally. I call my inner strength my steel magnolia. <laughs> and I'm gonna tell y'all a little bit about this steel magnolia. So, um, in April, of 2016, I was minding my own business. My son was getting ready to graduate from grad school, my daughter from undergrad, and I was trying to figure out what we could do, you know, to celebrate that. Had given them everything, couldn't think of a present to wrap up and give to them. So I decided we were going to take this family vacation. So. We're off, and, I, and I'm looking for, you know, every night I got my iPad, and I'm looking to, to find out where we're going to go and, and all of that. So I don't want y'all to visualize this. Just go with me on it. <clears throat> so one night, one Saturday night in March, into March, I'm in the bathroom with my iPad. And I'm standing in the middle of the bathroom floor with my iPad, and I'm completely naked. I'm not real sure how that happened. I don't really remember, but I'm, there I was. And I decided I needed to sit down, so I put the commode top down, and I, I sat down, again, you know, with the iPad, and, and I, I leaned over to get something. I don't even remember what. But when I leaned over, the edge of the iPad touched in just the right spot. And I felt it. It was a little lump that wasn't there before. I had just had a clean mammogram, had just gotten it back seven weeks earlier. There was no little lump. But that little lump changed my life. Because that little lump ended up being stage three invasive ductal carcinoma. So, you know, there were a lot of tests. And so April 6th, we got this diagnosis. And let me just, let me, let, let me just tell you. Two surgeries, eight rounds of chemotherapy, 33 rounds of radiation, and here I stand. You better do it right, man. And that's because I found my steel magnolia. I found that little something inside of me that said, whatever this is, we just gonna be like Kim. We gonna keep it moving. Mm -hmm. And that's what I have done. Didn't look back, didn't just said, okay, God, whatever this is, you know, even before the diagnosis, whatever this is, if you just stay with me, I got this. So I can tell you there was one you know, there, there was one night, I had a lot of miracles along the way, uh, and, and I don't have time to tell you about all of them, because the point of this story is 
finding your steel magnolia. But I can tell you, <clears throat> so one night between surgery one and two, my steel magnolia wilted just a little bit. So I was all snibbly-eyed and crying and carrying on, and I went and told my husband how I was going to die, you know, and all of that. And he was like, well, that's not what the doctor said. Well, that is what she said, and you know. And so he said to me, you're just tired. You need to take a shower and go to bed. And I thought to myself, I just told this man that I'm going to die and leave my children, and all he's got is take a shower and a nap? Well, I didn't know what else to do, and I didn't have anybody else to talk to, so what did I do? I took a shower, and then I hopped in bed, and I was going to take a nap. So he gets ready to walk out of the room, and I, I take uh, the remote control from him, and I'm flipping through the channels, and I get to <clears throat> the last five minutes of a Joel Osteen sermon, and he's talking about reprogramming your mind. And then the sermon ends. Well, earlier, before then, when they told me I had to have an MRI, I'm extremely claustrophobic. I mean, claustrophobic as in one time I was shopping, buying something on discount, and I tried on one of them dresses, you know, the ones that don't have no buttons and no zippers, and you put it on and I was prancing around in the mirror, and I got ready to take it off, and it got stuck right here, and I started sweating, because I'm really claustrophobic, and I was gonna push the button to call the lady to help me, and then I thought, well, she'll try to get this dress over my head, and I'm gonna punch her, so I can't do that. <laughs> so I literally tore the dress off and left it in the middle of the floor and ran out and got in my car. I didn't pay for it, but the next time I was in that store, y'all been in the store where something is on sale for 20% off and they ring it up regular price and you usually tell them? Well, the next four or five times I was in the store and they did that, I didn't tell them because I wanted to make up for the dress I tore off. So my point to you is, okay, so my point to you is, is that um, I've heard a man talking about reprogramming your mind the week before I heard that sermon. And then I heard the sermon about reprogramming your mind. So I just want to tell you that you have to find your inner strength. And that will propel you through anything, whether it's personal or professional, is to find your inner strength. And so with that, I'll just drop the mic and I'm gone. Oh, my God. Thank you. And thank you for sharing such a personal Thank you, Rosalind. Thank you for sharing such a personal story. We want to make sure that we have a little chat with Ms. Charmaine Thomas over there. Um, like, what do you do? It's like going after Whitney Houston and Beyonce. Goodness, but I'm not going to say much. But I, what I do want to say is thank you for allowing me to meet these ladies. Like, they're my new best friends, and now we have a whole company because we got HR, we got everything. So anyway, um, but really blessed to be here, thankful to be able to sit in front of you beautiful people. And uh, what I do want to say, and I do want to make sure we open it up for some questions, if we could. Yep. We have just a, a few minutes for questions. Okay, yep. um, I really 
one thing that's real big to me, um, my mom and dad are very big in my life, even still today. I'm still fearful of my mother, and I'm 56 in a couple weeks. Um, one thing she said to me is, before you open your mouth, a person has judged you. And I never was, I never forget that. I just never forget that. And and my daddy always, I still call my dad daddy, sorry. My daddy, <laughs> I am that person. My daddy always says, if you don't take care of business, business will take care of you. Mm -hmm. So if it's one thing that I try to stress with many um, young women I work with and, and people is that make sure you have that grace and essence that they remember without you even speaking. And make sure if you, when you leave here today, I give you an assignment to find someone within your organization or within your personal life and write them a personal card. Mm -hmm. It can mean nothing. Just go to Walgreens or whatever, CVS, or just a note card and just write a little note to them. We are all caught up in email. We're all caught up in Facebook, Twitter, whatever. A person will open that card mm -hmm. because we very seldom get mail like that anymore. So just true. tell them because it might have been a thanking them for something or something, offering them some help. But those things help you connect, as Rosalind was saying, with individuals that may help you down the road that you never know about. They tease me and tell me I know so many people. You know everybody. My team always does. And I'm here, and I've met people, and we meet in the hallway. People like to feel like they're needed. Mm -hmm. like people just want to feel like they belong, mm -hmm. OK? And I tell the team all the time, when you are working on a project, maybe go to someone and say, what do you think about this? Because at the end of the day, they will value you for coming to them. And the higher you get in an organization, the less people come to you. So don't be intimidated or afraid by someone who may be a vice president, a director, the president. Take that time to write him or he or she a note. Or they ask, what do you think about this project? And then you'll form that relationship and connection that'll make sense for everyone. And you'll always remember that. So I don't want to take time. I want to offer the audience some time mm -hmm. to speak. But I do love and value these ladies. And please make sure you take something that they have. Even It might be them you write a card to. But do something that's small. It doesn't take a lot. Um, that is a mindful, belonging type of thing. So um, thank you so much. Please Thank you. Thank you so much, Charmaine. So can we give our wonderful panelists a nice round of applause? So to do a quick recap, we talked about power, style, and grace of power, how to cultivate it, what is it, what are some of the elements of it, um, style, how to get it, how to maintain it, and how to do it on a budget, right? Um, and then also grace, so how to maintain it, how to maintain composure, uh, things of that nature. We got some really, really good um, resources from these ladies as well and some really, really good nuggets about volunteering, um, making sure that you're out there, making sure that your, that your superiors or potential clients know who you are, know your worth. I know that has been invaluable for me as an entrepreneur. I've never promoted my business one day, but I am great with relationship building. Like she said, volunteerism. I'm on about five boards and I have leadership roles in all of them. So, and that has truly, truly, truly been invaluable. That truly has been my biggest, truly my biggest marketing tool is literally getting out there, being in the room where people that I want to meet are getting to know them, building relationships, um, joining organizations, and then showcasing my leadership skills in those organizations. Hands down, my number one marketing tool. 
So hopefully you guys have developed some or got, gained some really good knowledge, um, got some really good resources, and we're still here. So who has some questions? Power, style, Grace, anybody need any resources? Anybody have any questions for these ladies? Are you we have one in the, the back. We have the mic right yeah. in the center. If you step up to the mic, please. Really have a question, but I want to say thank you, thank you, thank you. That was absolutely phenomenal. Oh, and, but, thank you. But the only thing we were missing was our theme music for our party, right? The only thing we were missing. Right. The, the one thing I want to add is courtesy, being courteous. And I say that to say I came in the room late because I was coming from another place. One of the young women of color in here got up and gave me her seat. Oh, and awesome. to top that off, another young lady got up and gave her seat up when another older participant came Beautiful. in. Courtesy. Oh my Courtesy God, my heart is so full right now. Oh. And saying that, you know, we can be beautiful, we can be graceful, and we can be courteous. Wow. Yeah. We can be it all, and smart too. So wow. we can be it all. It. Thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you so much for that comment. Any other comments? Any other questions? Charmaine. I think we'll have Miss Charmaine, Charmaine answer this one. Mm -hmm. Wow, <laughs> girl, you better you better pull that mic down so everybody can I'll hear this one. Well, you know what? Thank you for the question. It's a great question. I know it's burning in a lot of people's minds right now. Mm -hmm. And quickly, there. Um, go back and Google this, everyone. But there's just been legislation passed in California. Thank you, Charmaine. One, we have time for one more question. Any other questions? So I'm gonna tell you how mm -hmm. to do that. I'm gonna tell you real quick, 30 seconds. Show them your savings account, your checking account, your portfolio. My friends don't say anything to me because when they get down to it, I could probably walk out this door to right now and not work anywhere and I'm good. And my kid is going to college. Do you understand? House is paid for, car is paid for. I don't owe anybody nothing, but I mean a student loan. Student loan people don't call me. I didn't want to throw that out. If it's somebody here from student loans. But what I'm saying is, I don't, I don't worry about that. Somebody's laughing. They probably are from government student loan collection department. <laughs> Nothing's paid for. <laughs> what I'm saying is, I don't worry about that. Everything I get, you know, I'll be honest with you, this jacket is an Armani jacket. I love it, right? It cost me 200. The price tag on it was $20,000, right? 
honey, and I put it on layaway. Don't fool with it, okay? But I want to be clear, I've had this jacket for eight years. You get what I'm saying? And it's still kicking it. So what I'm saying is don't worry about them because, honey, all my friends are bougie, all of them. Mm -hmm. They don't even go with me to the consignment shop. We don't worry about that. I invited y'all, though, okay? So, all right. But, again, everybody who took pictures, don't leave. Don't act like that. I told you I need that numbers. Don't fool with me. Come over here. Yeah, now I was like 100% don't worry about that. Like, yeah. just yeah. look at your bank account. Let them know that what, what your goals are and objectives are in life. And I totally, if they're your friends, they'll understand. They'll yeah, be good. Yeah. So, thank you guys so much for joining us for Unleash Your Professional Savvy. Don't forget to post those pictures. Um, my Instagram and um, Twitter, Carlotta, T-H-C-A-R-L-O-T-T-A-T-H. Anybody else want to share their social media handles? Anybody else have? You can find me on LinkedIn. I'll accept you. Yep. So find us on LinkedIn. Find us on um, Instagram and Twitter. Please make sure you share those pictures and also share um, share on their general Twitter account, WOC Technology. And don't forget to go to the app and do your survey. Thanks for joining our party, ladies. Hopefully we'll see you in another session or next year. Thank you for listening to Unleash Your Professional Savvy. Secrets to Power, Style, and Grace, a professional development seminar. Featuring executive for Pierce, Monroe, and Associates, Christine Burkett. Principal for True Root Marketing, Carlotta Tut Holloway. Senior Inclusion and Diversity Business Partner for Aerotech Incorporated, Charmaine Thomas. And President of RA Weston Communications, LLC, Rosalind Weston. If you have enjoyed this presentation, be sure to attend the Women of Color STEM Conference. For more information on how you, your company, or organization can take part, visit www.womenofcolor.net. For college students, contact us at 410-244-7101.